This episode of The Illustrious Gentleman has been sponsored by the Super Serious 616 Podcast. In 1961, the Fantastic Four returned from space and the world changed forever. Over the next year, the Earth experienced three alien attacks, the destruction of Lower Manhattan, and the reemergence of ancient gods. Super Serious 616 is the podcast that covers it all from the inside. What would it be like to live in that world? Join Ed and Mike as they ask questions no one else is asking. Is Iron Man a good use of shareholder capital? Subscribe at Super Serious 616 or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I'm looking over this article you sent me. Is this going to be the everything but super pro episode? Uh, you know, I got we got some some stuff about comic book superhero character, or I guess sorry, comic book superhero characters. Uh, I got something about sports based superhero characters. I got some some Emmy Emmy stuff we can breeze through. Ooh. Uh, it's a little bit of TikTok, talk, so it's going to go all over the map. Uh, but before we get into that. What are you drinking tonight, buddy? I have a labelless bottle. Um, that that's because it's my neighbor's home brew. Ooh. Uh, he, uh, he said, uh, he, "Well, obviously he's a home brewer, and his wife came across these bottles that he had. He had done up a barley wine in like." 2012 and had some still lying around so i'm sure it's still good yeah i think you can age those i think a lot of those are cellar aged oh it hissed it's good oh it's mm. gonna smell boozy i mm. bet now is this the neighbor did you become friends with this neighbor because half of his tree fell in your backyard or is this a different neighbor no this is the same neighbor it's the only neighbor i have yeah. Um, did you guys go out there and like wear muscle tees and saw the, the was it like a bro montage? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I would, I would look and feel embarrassing in a muscle tee. And um, Ralph is, uh, he's an older gentleman uh, who has a lot more self-respect than, than I do. Well, so if I'm not going to wear a muscle tee, he certainly isn't. Did you wear your cowboy hat, though? No, it was too hot. Uh -huh. I didn't want to sweat in it. Right. I, I did I did bring it, though. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Okay, so you're drinking a wine of unknown origin, unknown species, and unknown uh, ABV. Um, yeah, so it's guesstimated to be have nine years of age on it, which is the sweet spot for a bourbon. Well, if it's a barley wine, they usually start around 11%. So that could be like a 11, 12% beer. But it could also just be a lager. The, it's the, really good. The wife could be lying to you. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Spoilers. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, okay. but he, I, And he I did bring my Coors as uh, a backup in case it was undrinkable. No, that's smart. That's smart. Speaking of things that might be undrinkable, uh, I, uh, I took my sweaty ass into the local uh convenience store today i found a nice little convenience store that's like independently owned so i don't have to go to circle k and shit anymore um 
but uh, my wife refused to stop at the store and get me anything today. So I had to go after the gym. So I was like beat red faced and covered in sweat. Uh, but I picked up a, uh, I normally don't have these uh, cocktails in a can, but I picked up a, a fling craft cocktail gin and tonic from Boulevard Brewing uh, made with natural spirits, cucumber, lime, and other natural flavors. Um, I do like cucumbers in my gin and tonic, so I'm hoping this is going to be good. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of shit on the can. I mean, every inch of the can is just occupied with phrasing and talking. Um, get me a G&T or GTFO. Cucumbers, limes, and stiff upper LOL. lips. Has cucumbers, limes, and stiff upper lips. Fancy a fling. Uh, fine and dandy. It's only 7%. Uh, tell your mum Jen is yum. Tell your mum Jen is yum. And then uh, goodbye boring. Hello, governor. Make it a double-double for good measure. Blimey. Live a delicious life. Have a fling. There's way too much shit going on in this can. And for it to only be 7%, that's ironic. My can is covered. I have enough shit on my can for five drinks, and you got nothing on your bottle. Mmm. Mmm. I'm like that meme where I've never done a gin tonic. I'm like that meme where that woman's like, hmm. 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 You've never done a gin and tonic? No. Oh, man. I really like uh, gin and tonic. Start. Gin and tonics with uh, uh, Hendrix gin, which is made with cucumbers. So you add a cucumber instead of lime. I really enjoy it. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. This is episode 215 of The Illustrious Gentleman. Go to tickshow.com for all your tick show needs. You can listen everywhere you get podcasts. You can uh, subscribe. Uh, smash that like button. Um, tell your friends about it. Have a party. All that good shit at TigShow.com. Uh, you can link to the videos there, the YouTube videos, all that good shit. Uh, so just hop on over there. Um, yeah, so I already went through last week's audio problems. So last week's episode we'll have to redo at some point um, if we feel like it. So uh, let's move on to our world-famous segment, the Tig Talk segment. Technically, we should have two weeks of Tig Talk, though I can't remember what we talked about last week. Um but if you want, I can just sit here and keep talking because you're obviously Googling something. So if you want no, to I, I, I'm looking at this article. What the, yeah, this is this is bananas. Yeah. So we'll get to that article. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's be in the present. Oh, let's live God, in the present. It's getting worse. Uh, so uh, did you finish Loki? I did finish Loki. Did you finish Loki? Yes, but I feel like I don't want to talk about Loki right now. Oh. maybe later uh or, or sure can we yeah. get can we get through it in five minutes i don't know if i have uh, the bandwidth to... i don't know that it's a whole episode but right it, All we right. could do it for no we could get into uh, it we could do a chaser or something on it or whatever let's give know. let's give the people another week or so sure yeah catch okay. up yeah all right uh so one thing that i was already a week behind on i just went to northern arizona and picked up my comic book haul uh, I picked up a little ditty called Superman 32 that was so powerful. I think it killed the book. I think it's the last issue because who could follow up Superman 32? It ruined Superman for everybody. Flesh colored aliens and shit. Um, uh, but I also picked up more importantly than your comic. I picked up uh, the two newest X-Men comics 
written by Jerry Duggan, drawn by Pepe Larraz and colored by Mar- Marte Gracia. Uh, Planet Size X-Men was a one-shot, and then uh, they, re- they launched X-Men number one. So I don't know if it's a relaunch, if the other book is something X-Men. Ad- this is adjectiveless X-Men, though. Uh, but I mean, shit, the best X-Men artist in 25, well, well, I guess Stuart, the best X-Men artist in a decade. Uh, it's great. I'm loving it. Uh, I can let the, uh, there's a lot of high concept shit going on and I can let that go and just focus on like the parts I really love. And it's, it's bringing me back to when I was reading X-Men, like when I was like 12, 13, it's really hitting, it's really hitting me right in the, right in the sweet spot. Awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited well, for it. So when they uh when they drop the swimsuit issue, you let me know. I will, but I only want it if it's all Pepe with some all R- beast with RB Silva in there. Yeah, Beast in a Speedo. Oh, speaking of Speedos, there's a sexy little image on one of the things you sent. We'll get to that as well. Mm. I was gonna try to do a share screen. I made it like a, I pulled all the images, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Uh, perhaps we'll, we'll we'll mess with that when the time comes. Um, what have you been uh, digesting the last two weeks? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you're excited about? Um, no. Um, I previously I should have mentioned because I consumed this before. Last episode, I think I'm going to join the chorus and uh, heat praise on Bo Burnham inside. Uh, if you have not seen it, watch it. Uh, it's it's what everybody needs right now. Yeah, I have not watched it. Uh, I it's one of those things that I think is going to make me feel uncomfortable, and I don't like being uncomfortable. <laughs> um, oh, what kind of uncomfortable? Like uh, anxious, like it might hit too close to home in some aspects. Oh, and it'll make it like triggering. Yeah, it'll like trigger my anxiety. Oh, um, no, like like I I, I don't know. I can't speak. Like I sit there and cringe. Like when something does something, like a TV show does that, I just like sit there, like all like bunched up and kind of (laughs) like like I want this to end. Like I want this scene to end. I want this to move on to something else. Hmm. I can't handle. I can't handle uh, brutal honesty in my media. I, I've, but, uh, I've I eschewed feelings, so it's not really a problem that I have. So you no longer have feelings of any kind. Correct. Okay, that's probably beneficial in most circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it's working. Yeah, I mean, you could wear that hat wherever you want, and you don't, you don't even care. Why would I care? It's fucking awesome. So, no, I have not watched that, but I should watch it before I cancel Netflix. Uh, what else? What's going on here? All right. Well, let's get let, let's get into these things that I was shocked. I had heard some 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 Emmy news for superhero and comic book related TV shows, but I guess I didn't really pay attention to it. So I pulled up the Emmy nominations that came out this week. Mm-hmm. The Boys and Mandalorian are up for best drama. Like next to like Handmaid's Tale and shit. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I wonder if they're just trying to get a younger audience because this list is full of these kind of these kind of nominees. Well, that's... Are they trying to get hip? Are this the Emmy? Whoever the fuck does the Emmys? 
Well, it, it, it's a couple things, right? I mean, it, you have to acknowledge the most popular thing, right? And it's why Gladiator and Titanic win Best Picture. And also, just a lot of content is this stuff now. Yeah, true that. I just didn't think that a show where they drive a boat into a kill a whale. Well, the, they... the watershed moment was when Return of the Kings won Best Picture. And now, and now, now everything's fair game. It's not, it's not taboo anymore. Right. But I mean, we're talking about a show that has people like blowing up from their assholes and like dick jokes and shit like that being up for best drama. I mean, again, it's not good as good. Yeah. That's the thing is it's good. It's not going to win because of course, something like handmaid's tale or the Bridgerton or the crown is going to win. It, it, well, okay. Well, if they win and they don't use the clip of Keith Urban using a baby with laser eyes to destroy people, then I don't know what the fuck we're even doing. Yeah, I mean, his last country album was great. Uh, you mean Carl Urban? No, I mean Keith. Oh, it's the hat. See, I stepped on your joke, but I, I don't know what I don't. Your hat is. Uh, I guess everything's country in your head now uh speaking of the mandalorian best drama whatever uh timothy oliphant speaking of hats timothy oliphant was nominated for guest star for mandalorian i thought that might have been that might have been his worst performance i love the man but (laughs) what (laughs) he was reading that dialogue like he hit he didn't know what show he had signed up to do that's the that's the vibe I got from him on the Mandalorian. That it, it, he's just great. That's all. Just yeah. great. That'd be great if he wins for that. Didn't not for Deadwood, not for Justified, for uh, Space Cowboy. I don't even know his name. Sheriff something. Whatever. Now I want Walton Goggins to be another Mandalorian, so we don't have to see his face. That would be too much. Yeah. But if I could just hear him say Jawa. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> uh, WandaVision, outstanding limited series. And all three main cast members nominated. Sure. I mean, it's up against like little, the mayor of little, Easttown. Little bit of a spoiler. Um, the further we go along in the MCU Disney Plus thing, um, the more I'm pretty sure WandaVision is my favorite entry. And I didn't even like it that much. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, there's parts of Loki we'll get into it, but uh, like there, there's a mutual friend of ours. I won't put him on. I won't put him on blast on this podcast, but he, uh, he made a post. They made a post on social media today on Facebook, all capitals, like mind blown Loki finale. Like they did it again. Like, ah, Oh, wow. And this is someone in their forties. And I'm just like, I wish, actually, I'm just being shitty. I wish, 
I was that excited. Well, I guess Ted Lasso starts right. up next week, but I guess I was that excited about like anything. I mean, I was super excited I'm about not. Planet Size X Men, but I didn't put anything in capital. You know, I didn't capitalize any of my tweets, so I guess I'm not that excited. No, I I, I wished to be dead inside, and I got my wish. So, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, just don't care. I guess it's not for me. A lot of stuff isn't for me, and I don't know because I'm just like middle-aged suburban white guy. I guess that I have all my stuff. Look, I don't. I'm not trying to say that Hollywood has moved on from us, like making things for us, because. They sure shit should move on from making stuff for us. I mean, I I have all my problematic Indiana Jones movies and you know uh, early aughts Judd Apatow comedies. I'm all right. We should do a. We should look up a uh, a drinking game and that coincides with either old school or wedding crashers and just do a show, just do a pie. I'll I'll even do stepbrothers, but so pieces of TikTok, I did consume the first two entries in the fast saga. Right. With one, uh, Sir Paul Walker. RIP rest in power. Mean thing. And yeah. And, uh, well, I told you not to watch the second one. You don't listen to me. It fee- Those movies weren't scripted, for sure. There was a point where Paul Walker, at the end of the second one, dropped, you know, four times in one sentence. I don't know that he could read. I'm convinced that I'm not convinced that the man was literate. I think somebody told him what he's supposed to say right now. And then he sort of did it for memory. And the way he says bro is comically stereotypical. And that's a drinking game right there. You know, I'm not going to sit here and let you bash on P-dubs. Every time on this podcast, somebody says bro, you take a drink. And every time somebody says Nas, you finish a drink. Well, that the problem is the franchise changes. Saying Nas that, it, out loud it, it, is the funniest thing in the it world. It changes after that. You just happen to watch the two movies. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's not right. like that anymore. But first of all, stop talking shit about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belt Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Uh, second of all, I told you not to watch the second movie, so you did that to yourself. You deserve what you got. It's yeah. I oh I don't I don't know. I'm gonna con- well. I want to continue. But HBO Max only has the first two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't remember if we talked about this on the Lost episode, Fuck Off, Producer Hank, or if it was the one before that. But yeah, we might have to like use some coffer money and buy it on iTunes, buy like four and five. And the only, again, I'm going to reiterate, the only reason to watch four is because that's where the franchise starts to tilt, and then five is a, 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 an amazing action film. Bananas. I... I, I I don't know. I I, I want to keep going because you, you know I think you it's should. It's fascinating. It's it, the first two are so well balanced. Like it's got 
dreadful acting and a horrible script and totally incompetent direction. And, but all of those things are so equally bad that, that it, it's sort of just, it, it's the perfect storm that creates a so bad it's good movie experience. And so far they're two for two and I'm very excited to continue. You know, bro, is there any part of you that's just jealous that you don't have a family like their family? That you're not cracking Coronas at the barbecue? Oh, see, uh, we're not hard into the family stuff not, yet. Not yet. No. No. Uh, no. Um, and I I am kind of disappointed that Paul Walker is no longer with us um, because... It's um, it, him and uh, Vin Diesel being on screen together and acting opposite each other. Um, it, every time they were both on the screen at the same time, I was convinced this is going to be the, the moment where the universe just kind of folds in on itself and implodes. It, it's a, uh, it's an immovable object of mad, bad acting beats the uh, unstoppable force of bad acting. Well, bro, wait until you get to Fast Five Rio and The Rock enters up in this joint. He just I, saunters I, up in there, oiled up. Just, I can't imagine. Dude, they, Vin Diesel is a charisma void, and that's all The Rock is. You know how, like, when... Uh, when the Incredible Hulk, the Ang Lee Incredible Hulk movie came out and it was just like Eric Bana's kind of face, but like kind of shitty CGI, but like it didn't make sense. Like the shoulders were too big and then like the hands were too big, but it kind of made sense, but didn't quite make sense. That's what The Rock is like in Fast Five. <laughs> he looks CGI'd. He is so Hulk. Like, you know, you've heard like these actors, like they do reps right before they film a scene so that their muscles sure. are pumped up. Yeah he must be bench pressing fucking cars off screen before he goes on there. Cause I mean, he's just ripped roided to the gills. I love it. I love it. Well, so much. I mean, it makes sense because he has to carry every movie he's in. That's right. Puts it on his back. Yes, he does. Uh, all right. But yes, that's, we're going to do that. We're going to, it's on the list. Fast four, fast five on the list. And if you want right. to see, I, I'd better get my Tokyo Drift in. And if you that you don't need to see Tokyo Drift. It's, first of all, what's you're his watching. Name? First of all, you're what, watching out of what's order. What's the kid's name? He's also terrible. The kid from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah, he was in like a Nick. He was like in like a Nickelodeon show, wasn't he? Do you, when he was a kid? Do you remember him from American Gothic? He was the boy. Uh. In the short-lived television series, I think he was also in Legion. I don't know. I remember him from something as like a yeah, like a teenager. He was in one of these teen movies or something. I can't remember. But I'm telling you, anyway. don't you're watching it out of order. If you watch Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Drift chronologically doesn't take place till after the sixth movie. Oh, it's a it, it's out of the timeline. I should have googled this. Yes, there is a chronological order to watch it in, and all it is is you skip six. I see. You or you skip three until after six. I see. It's it's like Black Widow fucked up everybody's MCU viewing order. Right. So technically, if we jump straight into four and five next, that's the you're in the chronological order. 
And again, the only reason two exists is to introduce you to characters that then show up again in four and five. Oh yeah. Cause you oh. gotta, you gotta have your ludicrous and your Tyrese. Lord, was she bad? Yeah. All oh. right. All right. I'm trying to get a chubby. We got to move on here. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk just for another, another, uh, just for another minute, another second, if you will, about Ted Lasso. All seven, the top seven build actors on Ted Lasso are all nominated for Emmys. The best supporting actor in a comedy series, five out of the seven nominations are, or wow. four, four out of the six are the four male leads outside of Jason Sudeikis. So nice. Let's, let's clean up there and get ready for, by the time, the, catch up. by the time the next episode comes out, it will already have debuted. Wait. That's could possibly be false. Either way, July 23rd or something like that. Ted Lasso's back in my life and I just can't fucking wait. So excited. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we, before I throw a bunch of dumb shit at you? I need, I need you to No, get... let's get into the dumb shit. This is exciting. Is it really? Uh, yeah, this, this article is crazy. Co- comics and sports. Uh, I, you threw something out this morning and then you messaged like an hour ago and said, what are we talking about tonight? So, uh, I guess you saw an article. You, you saw an article about the X Men. My favorite. Oh, I went looking for it. Okay, my favorite. My favorite uh, superhero team of all time. Um, they play sports sometimes in their comics. Yes. And uh, I, I have read. Uh, I the article you shared a, C- a CBR article that showed like five instances or four <laughs> instances or something like that, which I feel like that's way too low. I feel like there's got to be more than that. Um, but I've, I have a couple of those issues. Yeah. I remember the reason I thought of the baseball one is because I had that Joe mad issue. Um, and that's the only one I remember. I I remember the Cyclops bit here. There's the. Right. I wanted to try to share the images, but I don't think I can, uh, yeah, so the one I remember is uh, Uncanny X-Men 201. Uh, it's the cover that has uh, Mohawk Cyclops uh, power, or sorry, Mohawk Cyclops, has powerless <laughs> Mohawk Storm fighting Cyclops for who's going to lead the X-Men. Because ah. Cyclops, slim, thinks that, well, if Aurora doesn't have her powers, how can she lead the X-Men? Right, and she's her, like her her leadership powers. Yeah, her she's like, famous leadership powers. Yeah, she's like fuck you, white white power, like trying to keep me down. So they fight, but the beginning of that, and I think it's only like the issue before that where she shows, or a couple issues, uh, maybe like fifteen issues before that where the Mohawk comes into play. But anyways, uh, that opens up with them playing baseball, and it's uh, drawn by uh, Rick Leonardi and I think inked by Dan Green. And it's just a beauty. Those pages, perfect comics. Uh, there's a scene, uh, if anyone, just just everyone, close your eyes, uh, listener, close your eyes, and just picture uh, Kitty Pride pitching. For some reason, she's a pitcher. That's fine. Uh, trying to throw a strike right down the middle, and Colossus in mid-swing changes. Yeah. That's such a great <laughs> panel. There's like six drawings of Colossus swinging a baseball bat transforms into his metal persona and just launches the ball essentially into the stratosphere. And then, you know, everyone's like, fuck man, another, you know, cause they can't afford more baseballs cause they're at a mansion. 
So, so Rogue, who's essentially wearing panties and a half shirt, just, just flies up to uh, catch the ball, and she flies right past Air Force One and blows a, and kisses the window to Ronald Reagan. And I saw that page today, the first time I had seen it in a couple of years, and I'm just amazed at how all the, like that's like an eight panel page, and it's perfect. It's like I, it's perfect comics from uh, Rick Leonardi. Ten. Ten panels. Perfect Ten comics panels. from Rick Leonardi and Dan Green. Oh, God. So You great. know, if she didn't catch the ball over the field play, it's not an out. Well, technically, they're supposed to be not using power, so uh, Peter cheated first. Uh, yeah, so I guess that jump-started it, but as I thought, it's only it only gives us like five minutes of conversation. Uh but we, we all famously remember X-Men number one, the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, adjectiveless X-Men number one that had the eight-fold it, cover. Right. Is that what the, the basketball scene is from? Yeah. Is it from number one? Yeah, where uh, Remy LeBeau, uh dunks over no one. I understand that Jim Lee was trying to get his, his uh, splash, his splash page panel there. But uh, the way it's drawn, it looks like he's dunking on like a four foot rim. Uh, but yeah, yeah you, it does look like <laughs> his feet could touch the ground. It? Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's just so it's so good and so bad at the same time. Like every drawing of Jubilee is amazing. And then you got like, like really into basketball, like Gambit, apparently super into basketball. Uh, <laughs> it's just it, it's an amazing I mean that. I mean, I think that's the best-selling comic of all time. So by that logic, more people have seen that scene in a comic book than probably any other comic, <laughs> any American comic on the planet. This is what they see. Right. So yes, when people think of comic books, that's what they think of. Is this scene? Yeah. If anyone listens to this and doesn't want to pull out their uh, adjective X Men number one or uh, Uncanny X Men oh, two hundred one. So I'll post the photos on our website at tickshow.com. Like, yeah. So this is from the era of like, uh, yeah. The, the, the every fucking twelve year old boy was buying X Men. Uh, pretty soon, you have the cartoon and shit. Right. Uh, but oh. Hey, the dialogue, man. Everybody just talks about exactly what you're seeing happen on the page. Yeah, something tells me I don't I don't know any inside information, no inside baseball, pun intended. But I don't know if Chris Claremont and Jim Lee were really getting along that well at this point. So, yeah, it's it's. It's something. Like that, that's one of those things when I was reading comics as a teenager and I was being blown away by how good Jim Lee was and how good these sure. other guys are. This is still one of those things that I was like, this is why people make fun of me for reading comics. <laughs> you know, like I deserve to get like punched in the nuts when I walk down the hallway in my X-Men shirt, because this is the quality of X-Men comic. You know, we're not, they're not, they don't know. They're not going back to like Inferno or going back to like mutant massacre. This is what they're seeing. So I deserve to get cup checked outside of third period. Yeah. You know. <laughs> this is this is the same level as uh, Andrew Garfield playing basketball in uh, Amazing Spider-Man. 
Wait, wasn't he skateboarding or was that? Yeah. He did that too. Oh. <laughs> he was the cool Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gambit takes the shot and then the the hoop tilts. Yeah. He says, hey, the post moved. And then Wolverine's standing there with his claws and there's cuts in the post. I I could not have I could not tell what was happening. If Claremont hadn't directly told me what was happening. Yeah, that's uh Claremont like a lot of his thought balloons and stuff were just people thinking what was being drawn as well. So it's it it's a weird it's a weird time in comics. There's a weird overlap between ushering in sort of modern comics with the image guy's art, but still the old school writer holdovers. Right. That, that just can't keep up with awesomeness. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, who's going to be the editor or the assistant editor that tells Chris Claremont, like, Hey, we're going to cut like 30% of the lines out of this comic. Cause they're, they're redundant. No one's going to say that. I mean, he was Mr. X man. All right. So. Until, until, until then. <laughs> right. Until Jim Lee stole his crown. Right. right. Yeah, see, Mark Silvestri played nice. He just wanted to make good comics. But Jim Lee's like, I'm the boss now. You know, and he took over. Chris Claremont's like crying somewhere. He had to go create Sovereign Seven at DC. You know. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then there's this bent of so what do you think this is, this particular issue? Do you think this is Marvel style? Where Jim has got a rough idea and he's just gonna draw and Chris is gonna come in and well, I watched the, uh, I think Cartoonist Kayfabe, Cartoonist Kayfabe covers this issue, I think. Uh, or what yeah. kind of feels like. But uh, it, I think they were kind of saying like, it feels like Jim Lee got a script and was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And then they gave it back to Chris Claremont. And they're like, here, make something happen. Like, make sense of this. Is the vibe I got. Yeah. Well, then the next page, like, Gambit catches Rogue. She's like, Ugh. and then he goes in for a kiss without consent. Right. Well, I mean, technically, no bueno, bro. Te- technically, he's touching her without consent. I love those panels where they're obviously touching, but then the word balloon or whatever is like, you almost missed my, you almost touched me or whatever. It's like the artist forgot to keep some distance there. Well, every comics, somebody's first. So then Rogue, right. instead of just having the moment be the moment and live in it, she has to go and explain why. Right. And and her punch here, she's swinging one way and he's flying the opposite direction. Like, that's not the way he would be moving. Right. Well, hey, don't... I always catch myself doing that, too. Well, obviously... When I'm drawing punches. I, I'm going to draw a cool-looking punch, and then I'm going to draw a cool-looking pose of the person being hit. And fifty percent of the time, the like the physics don't work. You got to stop and be like, oh, "All right." Well, maybe the re- apparently I don't have to stop. Yeah, maybe you're so maybe maybe uh, that's my problem. Maybe the I'm reason, paying too much attention. Yeah, you're canceling so many books. You're the last artist on so many issues because you're always making the face and the punch match up. 
get with the program. Stop that. John Wayne. Uh, okay. Were, did you ever, uh, did you ever, or would you ever read a sports comic? Like, okay, let's say a there's sports a, comic. Let's say there's a whole comic revolves around sports. Like in Japan, there's lots what do you, of manga. Okay, what do you mean? So like in Japan, there's tons of manga that focus on sure. sports. Soccer teams, bas- high school basketball teams. Uh, they started like in the 50s. It goes all the way back to like the 50s. It's a popular genre of manga. If I can just spit rhymes at you for a second. Um, but it doesn't seem Would to be. I read an entire comic. I mean, obviously it's, curling. obviously it's like a drama. I mean, there's, there's stuff going on about, you know, it's like, it's no. like, it's like me watching Ted Lasso. It's a, it's a show that revolves around soccer, right? Like a miracle on ice graphic novel. Yes. No. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know why in the world I ever would like, why would I want to read a comic up that takes place on a sport? I can watch the sport. The, 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 the thing about comics when I was a kid was, there was nothing on TV or in the movies that looked like what I was reading every week, but I could just turn on ESPN. So I, there's nothing it would offer for me. And it, so what is when you sit down to watch a sporting event, what is the thing that you respond to the most? Uh, well, is it the pace of play? No, it's is it it's the sound of the crowd. There's all, all that comes into it, but for me, it's uh, it's seeing the best people in the world doing what they're best at. Yeah, and you're not getting that in the comic. Not unless it's drawn. You're by... You're getting that filtered through, right? This medium that both lacks motion and sound right yeah i mean no if you gave me a uh speed racer reboot with mark silvestri dan green and fucking i don't know that's different the the, it would well that's that would be well there's going back to uh the 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 fast and the and the furious i I could see there being a successful fast comic yeah, because they that, but this is why they went. That's why in the movies they went away from the street racing shtick after two, three movies right, because it you got to move on. So the comic would be that too. The comic would be about like all these other comics. I, I I wrote some down. They're all focused on a sporting event or a sports person, but then it's all like he's a spy on the side or because that's the only way you can make it work in American comics. Like we. We are born and bred and, and corn fed as I keep spitting rhymes. I can't stop and I'm sorry. Uh, on superhero comics. So we but but in Japan, they read manga about everything, so it makes a little more sense over there. But yeah, uh, I, I did uh, pull some characters if you want to talk about some characters cool. that are sports based. Hit me. The first one, I never think about this guy as being sports based or whatever, and he is ridiculous. But I do have a soft spot, and that's for Night Thrasher and the New Warriors. Oh, yeah. And as he's progressed... I never thought about it. As he's progressed, he uses the skateboard very little nowadays, I think. I would hope. Now he's just like a Batman type of, type of guy. Uh, but that's another thing that, like, when I was reading when I was reading New Warriors in high school, 
just being like, oh, why has he got a skateboard? Why did they give him a sk-? like? I'm and I skated, I skated, and I read comics, and this was a comic about a guy who skated, and I remember being like, this sucks, <laughs> you know, like. Well, because it is neither written nor drawn by anybody that skated. Hey, don't you dare talk about Mark Bagley that way. He could be, he could have been kickflipping. That could have, he'd been shooting his own ref, you know, mm. but I can tell you by looking at the skateboard that he drew, he wasn't looking at any ref. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, but that's another thing. Like I felt embarrassed. Like if someone caught me with new warriors, number one at school, <laughs> it would be worse than being caught with like porn. Like I'd be more embarrassed of having New Warriors number one. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a bad analogy. Yeah, I guess that is a bad. Uh, it'd be more embarrassing than fi- than having a copy of like uh, Consumer World Re- like World Reports, Consumer Reports, or like I don't know, Good Housekeeping. Right. Yeah. Like at the time when we were thirteen, it would be like Teen Beat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have. A, yeah, although I did have several. Teen my, beat. my Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, well, you're teen beat. I would have been arrested if I was looking at pictures of Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> Talking decories, you know that's that's more my mm. that's more my jam. Um, so Night Thrasher kind of counts, but doesn't really count because he's cool. Uh, there's a character. I don't know if you were reading the Avengers in the late '90s when George Perez came back to be on the Avengers. Wasn't I've my never read the Avengers. Wasn't my bag. Uh, but he created it. He co-created a character uh, uh, called Triathlon. Yes, I know of this. And he's he had the strength and the speed and the agility of three average men, like three men. <laughs> so <laughs> his whole powers was like he's like three times faster than like me. <laughs> I mean. Which hey, is going to be pretty fucking. That's fast. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, does that um, does that mean? I don't can... know. What whenever I hear that sort of concept, I think about Dwight on The Office telling the story about in the womb he absorbed his twin, so now he has the strength of a grown man and a little baby. Yeah. So, I mean, this is. I don't know if I want that guy on my team because sure he could, he could like uh, stop a lamppost from crushing me. But if it's anything more than a lamppost, we're dead. Saying it out loud is dumb. Like the literal concept and the science of it all checks out. And that, that, totally qualify somebody to be superhuman right but yeah also his name is triathlon with has a hyphen in it yeah if 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 somebody could read three times faster than the fastest reader on the planet and call themselves the librarian i would get how they would be useful but also i don't want them in my comic book you know yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this guy does. I mean, I don't know what the point. Also, it's nineteen ninety. It's nineteen ninety eight. This just reeks of like old dudes still making comics. Like, remember in the eighties and nineties when Peter Parker looked like he was still in the fifties and sixties. This reeks of like. I mean, this this is almost Y two K. Like, I realize it was twenty three years ago at this point, but it, we were living in a modern. There was internet around when they created this character. You know, there was the information superhighway, Napster, 
people could share files. Uh, I mean, a character that has the, an Avenger with the strength of three men named Triathlon was created the same year I created my son. So wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass on triathlon. Okay. What do you got next? Well, next is the 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 watermark. What do you call it? The watermark. Watermark. The the high point. The yes. Man, yeah, it's word salad. Whenever <laughs> whenever I look into your eyes, I can't remember anything. Uh, Super Pro obviously is the <laughs> Super Pro. Super is the Pro. End all. Be all. Uh, right. But I found out when researching super pro mr pro that uh it only lasted for 12 issues oh my god that many yeah but yes he was a he was a linebacker who got injured or something and then had to become like a reporter hero he became a sports writer and he was doing a, a an article on a guy who created essentially like a suit like a like a power suit and then as they were doing the interview, the guy got his, he was getting assassinated or something. So this guy had to don the power suit uh, and take up the mantle of super I pro. See, It, it kind of reminds me of uh, the, the acclaim relaunch of Exo Manowar by Mark Wade. That's a deep cut. Yeah. The acclaim. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. The acclaim with two K's. Uh, one short of problematic, and I don't remember who was that a Sean Chin Exo Man? Yes, yes, it was. There you go, Exo, a character I've never gotten on board with, but I oh, love, I love everything Exo. about him. Like, I the concept is great, yeah, it is. Yeah, I I don't know that I've ever read an Exo Man of War comic. Oh, oh no, I I'm, take that I'm back. Lying. I, re- I have the collection of the first four. By BWS. Uh, yeah, Mr. Sears, if you're nasty. I, uh, I'm i lying Barry too. Barry Windsor Smith, bro. Oh, he didn't draw them though, right? Didn't he just do yeah. the covers? Oh. No, no. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about the, the Bart Sears issues. Uh, I did uh, a couple years ago, Humble Bundle had a valiant Humble Bundle where the money went to the Hero Initiative. And I bought a shitload of the Trevor Hare sign illustrated uh exo man wars and they were actually pretty good i mean trevor hairstein is great i like him he's like a sketchier brian like a young brian hitch sure if you will uh i dig it so i just straight up lied to your face um but yeah super pro i never uh jason aaron is always on twitter joking about he wants to relaunch super pro uh i've never i've never seen anything other than images of it on like online or i've seen yeah. the comic I mean, I've seen the comic, but I never like. I, I've never seen it or heard mentioned, except in a mocking context. Right, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but I had Marvel full, got paid though. Had the full yeah, they got paid. Had the full backing in the NFL. Um, all right, here's someone that you know. Oh, going back to Night Thrasher, it's silly when someone has a skateboard. Like, uh, there's also us Marvel. Uh, Unless it's Michelangelo. Uh, what's his name? Was it? I want to say it's Red Rocket, but that that's problematic. But there was a a, a Superman villain who had a skateboard that Superman that could villain. or Spider Man villain that could like skateboard skateboard up uh, buildings and shit. I think it what? was. 
Yeah, why don't you Google that? Like Red Rocket or Rocket Red or something like that. There's um, the Spider-Man for sure because it was in the same article as Night Thrash. Racer? No. I'm telling you, something, Black Racer. I'm thinking of Speed Demon. Something Rocket. Uh, but skateboard. I I think that's dumb, but I've never super villain. And I think the just say Spider-Man. Um, but Silver Surfer doesn't bother me, and he's just as ridiculous. But maybe it's because it's in space. Uh, maybe it's something about skating, skateboarding on streets that's dumb. Uh, Silver Surfer's cool. Well, I guess I say he's cool. No, Silver Surfer's not cool. I've never read a Silver Surfer comic. Oh, Rocket Racer. Rocket Racer. Right, okay. Okay, so uh, anyways, the, yes. I think I might have that issue. I might have like his first appearance. I'm sure it's worth money. Um, oh, but so use, going off the Rocket Racer, the Night Thrasher, and the uh, Silver Surfer is a character you're very familiar with, and that's Black Racer. Yes. You have been paid to illustrate Black Racer. A version. Yes. A version. I I thought I was going to get to design my own Black Racer, um, but the design was already done, and it was Sans, the skis. Um, And what's the point then? He's like one of those aerialists that don't use the sticks. So I, I, I read briefly... I, I was I was uh, uh, breezing through tonight, and apparently the Black Racer Kirby said was t- supposed to be like, like death. Like the sticks were supposed to be scythes. He, no, get he, the fuck out of here. He glided on his whatever. Get and, out. And apparently the the current depiction of Black Racer, they're not really skis anymore. They're like just weird boots. Can you snowshoes? Can you verify that? I don't know. I just did the Future State one. I, I don't know what... What did his feet look like? Just feet. So just feet with no with no sticks. Yeah, she was just really fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no no snowboard, uh, no skis. Um, no hydrofoil. Like, they have the weird one now that you can, like, kind of stand on. It goes half underwater and half above water. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, dude, the yeah. asshole from Facebook sure. was just in a photo on one. I think they're called hydrofoils. Uh, yeah, no hoverboard. Yeah, and not like Michael J. Fox hoverboard, but like douchebag and a few and you know, uh, <laughs> the guy you see on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Is you don't see anybody on the sidewalk out here in no Arizona. Right, but the guy that's doing an eight-point turn on the hoverboard to try to get to where he's going. Yeah. Right. Next no time, cosmic Segway. Yeah. Next, that's you. There you go. Next time I go to Vegas and I see one of those dudes, I'm just gonna scream out "Black Racer." I'll probably get my ass beat. I'll probably get. Yeah, cosmic cosmic set Segway is good. <laughs> Super Segway. Uh, yeah, so I don't care. That's just silly as well to someone who, I mean, if Silver Surfer is silly, then having a person with with sticks that can s- ski the and co- a cape, the cosmic, the cosmic. Uh, I mean, what are the sticks doing? You're not dig. There's nothing to dig into. There's there's sides. God damn it! I'm so fucking dumb. Uh, maybe the most popular one or the most famous uh, sports and comics mashup is uh superman versus muhammad ali 
drawn oh, by yeah. drawn by Neil Adams, if I'm yep. not wrong. Uh, another comic I've never read. Um, Why would you? Nope. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll put my money. I'll put all of my money on Superman. Although I'm sure someone listening right now, I'm sure listener is like, well, actually, they fought uh, under a uh, yellow sun or under a red sun, so it was a fair fight. Yeah, go home, nerd. Also, I, I do have George Foreman versus Batman. Uh, not as good as Marvin Hagler versus Daredevil. <laughs> or it could be here's like Flash versus uh, Floyd Mayweather where no one hits anyone. It's just all dodging for 20-something pages. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, what's his name? Carl. Carl what? Who's who's the fast guy? <laughs> Olympian Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers? No, not yeah, Carl Weathers. Olympian Carl Weathers. Uh, uh, I don't know. I know who you're talking. I can Whatever. picture him. I can picture him. Um, yeah, we're terrible at we are terrible at podcasting. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess if, if Superman doesn't have his strength, then my money's on Muhammad Ali. Because he's got the technique. Superman doesn't have to learn technique if he has brute strength. He's never taken a boxing class. No. You know, I drove, I, uh, I, on my way home today, when I went to go to the liquor store, I stopped at a light. And right next to me is Rodriguez Boxing Gym in Central Phoenix, downtown Phoenix. And uh, it was wonderful. There's a bunch of like fat kids in there taking like boxing lessons. And then I was thinking to myself, Superman's never been in that gym. Superman doesn't, he doesn't draw, uh, you know, he doesn't put the tape on and put the hours in, you know. No. So if he doesn't have no. his, if he doesn't have his magical strength, yeah, I buy uh, that. Yeah, he get he won't even last a round. Uh, yeah. So uh, the last one, well, there's two more on my list, but only one's real. Uh, oh. I was, well, I mean, they're both real, but only one was in comics. One is another super pro esque thing, but the last one oh. on my list for comic books is uh, DC has a villain called Sportsmaster. <gasps> that everything he does is sports themed and he's actually on uh he's on the star girl cw show Sportsmaster. so he'll like beat your ass with a baseball bat or like fuck you up with a tennis racket uh he'll like whip you oh. with a, with a jump rope oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i was imagining i think i i kind of wanted like a sports bullseye or something Somebody that kills people with hockey pucks. And Casey Jones. Know. Oh, he doesn't kill people though. He's a good person. Sure he does. Uh, but yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I mean, Sportsmaster is a bad guy. He probably has killed people with hockey pucks. You know, uh, what else? Ping pong. Like, like he could probably hit a ping pong ball really hard and like definitely bruise really you. bruise you. Yeah, really bruise you. And then like if it hits you, bruise. if it hits you right in the jugular, maybe you pass out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else kind of cool shit could he do? Uh, he could have like uh, those Reebok pumps and jump pretty high. <laughs> you know those shoes? You're too young for those shoes. <laughs> no, I had those shoes. <laughs> I didn't have the Reebok ones. <laughs> but yeah. You had pumps? Yeah, I had pumps. Cool. Did they make you jump pumps? higher? Oh, no. 
what, no. what kind of player? What are your stats? What are your career stats in basketball? What are oh, you like? Six, oh, um, six, well, six point three points per game. I was always the tallest kid in my class growing up, so I was always uh, playing in the paint. So you were the DeAndre Ayton of your team, right? So you're a rebound guy. Layups and rebounds is what you're all about. Boxing out. Yeah, may- maybe that's why I was such a big Alonzo Morning fan. Just throw it up. Did you, whenever you caught the ball, did you put your elbows out and jump around a lot like they do? Just spin around on like your... Carl Malone. Yeah. yeah, I was all elbows. Yeah. <laughs> your best friend was wearing short shorts like John Stockton. <laughs> Had a terrible haircut. <laughs> So what was your layup percentage? Were you, were you knocking out like 100% of layups? I don't know. I was never an aggressive player. You know, I, I, I just passed the ball and rebounded. Did you even make it up court before it was coming back? Were you like the guy who kind of like, were you Shaq? Did you like lumber? Yeah, just... I know. I just stayed at the other end <laughs> under the hoop. No, but all of my my basketball youth thing was all half court stuff anyway. So you didn't have to run. Oh. So was it like three on three or were you still doing five on yeah, five? Yeah. I, I played in a league in third grade, something like that. It's terrible. There's this one kid, Rick. Fucking what the Rick. fuck was his last name? I'm going to out this asshole right here. Schroeder. Yeah, I don't know. But his name is your fucking name is Rick. Piss off. But being like eight years old, he he passed. He, every pass, he he didn't just like throw you the ball with one hand. It wasn't a bounce pass. Motherfucker would put the ball against his chest and then with both hands zip it out. Every pass was like that. What a dick, Rick. Is basketball at that age, is basketball similar to uh, youth soccer to use a smaller ball? I don't recall. I don't think so. Well, I mean, you you were such a giant that all balls were small to you. Man, I'm just, I can't stop myself tonight. Uh, yeah, but I, a sportsmaster could be fun. Like, I can imagine, like, no. a, I can imagine a modern writer getting Wrong. high getting high as fuck and just, like, making up new ways for sportsmaster to fuck people up. You'd have to get really creative and go like lawn and do darts. A Google search. Lawn darts, crazy sports. Yeah, yeah. You could, uh, you could uh, cornhole. Oh, he, th- he could throw a beanbag at you from a mile away. I think I messaged you guys several weekends ago that I was watching the cornhole championship. Yeah, sponsored by uh, it's oh fuck, it's I forget who it's all. It, oh, Johnsonville, <laughs> Johnsonville yes. sausages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when the when the pandemic, uh, cornhole was one of the first sports to come back. After you know, Dana White likes to say the UFC was the first major league to come no. back. No, no, it was Johnsonville Cornhole Championships. Cornhole's always uh, there for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it really a sport if the drunker you get, the better you get? Uh uh, yeah, sure. I I mean I play better drunk. I play better darts drunk. You just gotta loosen up a little bit, get out of your mind a little bit. Uh speaking of being out of your mind. In 2013, the Brooklyn Nets moved to well, the Nets moved to Brooklyn, right, and became the Brooklyn Nets, the Barclays Center, all that shit, or maybe this is before the Barclays Center. But anyways, 
the the Nets wanted to brand going into the new rebrand and shit like that. And so they contacted Marvel Comics and said, we want you to create a superhero for us that we can have like in the arena, like merch and a costume was made like a mascot. Basically, Marvel created a mascot for the Brooklyn Nets named the Brooklyn Knight, not the Brooklyn Knight, the Brooklyn Knight with a K, Brooklyn K-N-I-T, N-I-H-T, Brooklyn Knight. And he basically had like a mask and he looked like like a, a mix between Iron Man and Doctor Doom. He had like a hood and a mask and shit. Uh, I'm not fucking get it. I'm not uh, because, oh, it's supposed to be a play on the term Brooklynite. Like people who live in Brooklyn are Brooklynites. So this was Brooklynite. Hey, I didn't fucking do it, man. They should have contacted me. I was available for work. House of ideas. All of 2013. I was super available for work. Uh, but Brooklyn Knight number one was written by Jason Aaron and drawn by Mike Diodato. So, I, I'm sure there was a fantastic page rate. So track that down. After two years, the Brooklyn Nets decided they weren't seeing the, the turnout. They were saying that super young fans were scared of him because he was all in black and silver and looked like a villain. And adults were like, this is dumb. So after, he was retired after two years. Mm. Yeah. It took that long. Yeah. So right now him and Super Pro are just down at like fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, just reminiscing on the good old days, waiting for like the they're waiting for the Super Pro like beeper to go off, you know, like the like the super watch, Superman's mm. watch or the bat signal. That costume's in a storage unit somewhere. Yeah, someone could possibly break into the Barclays Center and walk out of there with the Brooklyn Knight costume right now, tonight. Listener. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's kind of all I got. Uh, I'm still look. I, okay, you, let's talk about this article you sent me then, because it is oh, that's bananas. Right. That's right. The 10 most insane characters from Stan Lee's NHL Guardians. So apparently in 2000, I think it's 2011, Stan Lee's company, Stan Lee Media, for all I know, Shannon Denton was involved in this project, but uh, was hired to create a comic book character for each of the 30 at that time NHL teams. Uh, So the article you're looking at is just 10 of the fucking insanest yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't yeah, have the this article. Ten-year-old article. I have to pull it so, up. So, you're not going to have the Golden Knight, which just lends itself to this, right? But he'll he'll just be a fucking asshole who uh, gets everything way too easy and never really had to work for anything. That's who the Golden <laughs> gotta, Knight. That's who the Golden Knight <laughs> right. would be. He got all the superpowers the other heroes left unprotected. Right. Oh, it's great. In this article, they credit Stan the Manly as a legendary creator of Ravage 2099. (laughs) 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 And somebody called Nightcat, which I've never heard of in my life. That's a sick burn. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's go down the list here. Let's start with the Canadian. Uh, The Comics Alliance is throwing shade. Yeah, the Canadian looks like uh, I can't really read these images, so I'm just going to go. He's like he's like super pro. He looks almost exactly like. Oh Super yeah, Pro. yeah, almost exactly. His face kind of looks like Cobra Commander or whatever. Yeah, but they're really but, they're uh, they're knocking they're they're saying like he looks like he uh, left work. He just early looks like a football player or some poutine and a sixer of Molson's. Uh, yeah, he's it's got real bad rocket skates. 
Uh, but hey, he is the hero of Quebec. He's the hero Quebec deserves. The hero Quebec needs. The Canadian. The Canadian. Yes. Yeah, he's Ugh. he's just he's like Big Hero Six kind of level. Oh yeah, he's got like a rollerblade, but just one blade on the bottom of his feet. He's like a solo rollerblader. Uh, but also, he wouldn't be speaking English in this comic book. Uh, so okay, well, yeah, it's hard to do accent in comics. Right. Next is your favorite. Next is oh, your the favorite Carolina Hurricane. It's your favorite hockey team. That's what they should be called. Yeah, this dude. He just looks like a red tornado. Right. This is going to be a running theme through the list of this top 10. Yes, he looks like red tornado that's just black, white, and red, which is a smoking cool color scheme for sports. I like black, white, and red personally. But yes, he, he the image they have here, he is doing exactly what red tornado does. Yeah, he's just like shooting cyclones out of his hands while his lower half turns into a tornado. Right, but... but Fantastic. But they don't really, they don't even credit, they don't even bring up Red Tornado in the making fun of him. They say he's like Judge Dredd, whatever, Comics Alliance. How much do you think they paid Stanley Media to do this? A ton of fucking money. What What are we going to call the, the Anaheim Ducks superhero? How about the duck? How about uh, a mix between Black Racer and Black Manta? I'm surprised they didn't call him the Black Duck. Dark Fowl. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's little bios for each of these. I haven't read any of them. but Yeah, I can't. Uh, Lord. The, the images don't blow up. But, uh, yeah, this is, this, is, this is dumb. They compare him to Torpedo from G.I. Joe. Uh, the Ducks have always been dumb, whether they're called the Ducks, whether they're the Mighty Ducks, whether they're the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. The Ducks suck. And uh, they already had a mascot, as they bring up right here in the uh, in the cartoons, in the uh, Ducktales cartoons. Or no, they had uh, they had a Mighty Duck cartoon, Mighty Duck animated series. So yes, they already had Wild Wing Flashblade. It's about a group of hockey playing, crime fighting, anthropomorphic ducks that were led by a duck named Wild Wing Flashblade. Holy balls. Voiced by Ian Ziering. Everyone run to YouTube right now. Pause this. Run to YouTube and look up the 1996 animated series. He, he looks like Ian Ziering. He does. It's so funny when they do that. These animators, they're so talented that they can. <laughs> <laughs> they're so talented. All right. This next one looks like it was. It, it looks like a Gundam thing. It, it None of it makes well, the, 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 the picture with the fire behind him does, but the one on the left where he's got like right. a uh, bunch of like, <laughs> like, like 17th century cannons. Well, that's the like attached to him. That's their stick. The blue jackets, when they score a goal, they set off a, a revolutionary war era cannon. So that's why he has them all over his body. Uh, and he has, and he has a union cap. He has like a, so, you know, he's a good guy. He has the U Union Civil War cap on his robotic body. He has like knee cannons. But it looks like I could defeat this guy with like a flathead screwdriver. That's oh all you need God. to defeat the Blue Jacket from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, I mean, anything is better than this. A Blue Jacket, make him look like the Ray, make him look like Superboy. Um, 
anything. He can throw a stretchy version of the Ohio State flag to tangle up his enemies like Christopher Reeve in Superman 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they're, they are burning Stan here. They're like, sometimes Stan still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We, this is a, we should have a companion episode next time we're at a show with Shannon and just be like, did you draw, did you create these? Like, who the fuck drew this? Like, that's who the fuck designed the blue well, jacket? Yeah, it says uh, all of these had six page stories written by Chuck Dixon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, so number six is the New York Ranger, which is sort of like, it looks kind of like Captain America. He's riding like a, a, a flying motorcycle. Yeah, that's I guess. this actually isn't that bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you took Rangers off of his chest and off of his shield, it, yeah, it's just eh, whatever. It's fine. Care. Oh, they're gonna try, try to show, throw shade at the 1986 movie Rad. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Oh, wait a minute. His best friend is a flying motorcycle that thinks he is a horse. And he has super hypno eyes that can project the exhaustion he feels from never sleeping because New York is the city that never sleeps. <laughs> I take I take it back. This is great. This at oh. some point, at some point. Someone had to realize Stan is just a senile old man. And yeah, tell every, me again how great Stan Lee is. Not every idea he has is genius. Uh, I This is one of my favorites here. Coming up next is the Toronto Maple Leaf. And he's <sighs> a tree. There's not a leaf on him. Yeah, he's just Groot. Yes. He's a tree in bike shorts, as they state in the thing. He's a tree in a suit. like a, he's, he's wearing a suit like a like a triathlete would wear when he's swimming in the ocean. So he doesn't chafe his balls and st his nipples. It's just like a half body suit. Uh, oh, he's a tree that can shoot fire though. The ability to shoot maple syrup out of his hand branches. Ooh, ladies look out. He's a party. And, oh, there's like a, and the, the bit from the comic that got is him doing that. And like, covering missiles and maple syrup which immediately turn into like jurassic park amber and then they just fall on the ground unexploded again reiterate this is 2011 in 2011 there were iphones there were there were you know supercomputers this is the level again i was available for work in 2011 as well well the number four i think would have been the one I want to see you draw, which is the St. Louis blue. Right. Uh, and this dude is this dude sexy as fuck. Yeah. He's like, if spawn was really into brass instruments. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, that, that second image seems like it's like, Oh, what would Todd McFarlane do with this? Yeah, so basically this character for uh listener is uh looks just like they they shouted out here, looks just like Shadow Man, but with Spawn's cape, no visible head except for two eyes, but he just carries around a saxophone on his back. And because... there's nothing about him. They don't mention his powers at all. I don't know. Uh, well, 
and, and this this PDF that they have attached to it is too hard to read. The music. Okay, hold on. The music he plays has telepathic qualities that allow him to control the minds of his weak-minded foes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, at a moment's notice, the blue can create a portal, a smaller version of the St. Louis Arch. By jumping through the arch, the blue can teleport himself to and from any location on Earth. It's the perfect power for the blue who covets his privacy. And it comes quite in handy when he needs to get out of a tight spot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even oh I didn't even see God. here where the Comics Alliance crew called out the spawn connection. I was just, Oh, I didn't notice that in that first pick. Like yeah. the 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 saxophone is strapped across his back. Sure. But he has a cape on, so it's on the outside. Oh, I of thought the cape. that was a hat. There's no hat. He just has like giant Yeah, he's got the Doctor is it Doctor Fate that has that shit? The the, the big yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, that was popular in the seventies. He's got a flaming head for whatever reason. This is great. This is stupid. What's number three? Oh, well, let's not. Let's it's not. It's your boy. Yeah, but let's not breeze past the this cover they showed of Shadow Man, where he's just sitting on it. <laughs> he's mounting a motorcycle and just blowing his sacks into the wind. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Bob Hall. It's got that's got big uh, Lost Boys right. Vibes. Yeah, so this one actually looks kind of cool, but they do have a point. It's just Wolverine. So the <laughs> the Phoenix Coyote is essentially he has claws. He has a Wolverine a magic mask. trench coat. The Coyote is named for a small but dangerous animal. Yeah, we got that. The only thing that's different is the magic trench coat from which he can summon coyotes to attack his foes. Oh, so he's like cloak, but instead of being able to teleport into himself, he can teleport coyotes out of his coat that's got to be yeah. handy when you're out in the desert and you're starving you're about to starve to death and you're like well i'll get this little just <laughs> like one of these <laughs> magic coyotes. yeah they just keep on coming out but yeah definitely straight up uh that is wolverine's mask and i'm dying from heat exhaustion in the desert because my giant fucking coat yeah this actually the this image that they have on here to company is not a bad image like if you took the Coyote's logo off his chest and tampered down the mask and didn't have the magic trench coat. It's a fine, it's a fine design. Um, oh, he's totally a young blood character. Yeah, they equate him to uh, a mix between Wolverine and the coat from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Uh, <laughs> he's got a jacket that shoots puppies at you. <laughs> Uh, so so if, if the Phoenix Coyote was a ripoff of Wolverine, the Florida Panther is just a recolored Black Panther. With uh, Yeah, it is striking. With Dr. Doom's uh, cape, or I guess maybe Shazam's cape. The Panther is half man, half Panther. He has night vision, super agility, and powerful legs and arms that allow him to jump incredible distances. He's a manther. <laughs> work 60% of the time 100% of the time yeah this is this is what the florida panthers deserve is the panther has the power to manipulate dark matter allowing him to control shadows and or shade not what dark matter is 
He can bend light around his body, allowing him to appear invisible when in reality the panther is standing right in front of you. The best part about this pan- the panther is also they that none of those colors are in the Florida Panthers uniform. <laughs> like at least the blues, the coyotes, no. they use some of the color schemes. Well, you can't what are you gonna do? You can't color it white and red. But also, they were probably like, well, fuck, we just used maroon for the coyote. We can't use maroon again for the panther. That would just be silly. And if there's one thing this project wasn't, it was silly. <laughs> um, wait, I spoke too soon. The Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild, Wild, which is already the worst name in sports franchise next to the Pelicans. Uh, Who threatens to be even more extreme <laughs> than Adam X. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's just named the Wild, but he's like uh, the, you know, the laughing Chihuahua on Hanna Barbera. The or yeah. hyenas, the laughing hyenas. That's exactly the the whoever drew this just copied one of those faces. Uh, he's a cyborg werewolf and a bandana and a pair of sunglasses. This feels like a, a Robert Kirkman character. Yeah, some of the dialogue in this Chuck, wow. Dick, some of this Chuck Dixon magic here is the wild. This is the answer to my threat. I don't make threats, man. I only make promises, and I promise you'll be sorry you messed with Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with any part of the state. We're not going to be regional specific. We're just any of the any of the lakes. Knowing his volatile side can be dangerously unpredictable. The wild chains himself up at night so as to not what? Not cause any unnecessary mayhem. That's what they did in Buffy. They put poor poor, Seth Green. Poor robot chicken guy who's like a super rich now because of that shit. Yeah, they made him stay in like... He does look like Seth Green. Yeah. And then he had a he had a uh, catchphrase when he would leave. It, it was wild out, which is too like, is he going to go party? Like, is he getting out of there to go like fucking go to a club and grope some women? Wild out. Poochie is in your face. Oh, that's great. See, <laughs> Minnesota wild is going to recycle to the extreme. XL Energy Center is going to be green. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Now I want to Google. Uh, we're not going to do this on the show because listener Whoa. has already checked out. Now I want to Google the other 20 mascots. The wild also has the ability to channel the wild energy of the North Star into blasts that he could shoot out of his paws that interfere with complex electronics. Oh, that's Jesus just throwing up. That's throwing Christ. a that's throwing a bone to the North Star fans who never got fully on board with, with the Wild. Yeah, so that's cool. Like, uh, people got paid to do that. You know, like good for them. Good yeah, for them. checks cashed, mortgages got paid, kids got sent through uh, school. And Stan Stan Lee had nothing to do with this. No, they he just subcontracted out. Well, obviously, he had nothing to do with this. Well, actually, right. Actually, by some of those descriptions, I think he had too much to do with this. <laughs> like, I would love to get Chuck Dixon on the horn for the pod and be like, what were you given 
and just talk about <laughs> just talk about this. Don't talk the about NHL Guardians. Yeah, that's it. No Punisher talk. No, uh, well, I don't know what else he did. No, Trump. no Robin. Yeah, no nothing. Right, right. No Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I need you to. So, what I need you to do, your homework, Scott, is to uh, get on the horn with your pal Pete Woods, get Chuck Dixon's digits, and let's get to the bottom of this NHL Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did the Canadian speak English, Chuck? What do you have against Quebecers? All right, I'm done. I got nothing else. Oh, Lord. Yeah, nothing but my Cajun peanuts. That's that, gold. That I got at the store. Yeah, that's great. I would love to. Now I feel like there's got to be eBay. These got to be available on eBay somewhere. I should be able to find these at some point. <laughs> NHL Guardians comic book. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, listeners got work in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. How was your uh, so so when you had the, your neighbor's beer that had no label and a wonky dis- uh, a half-assed description? I mean, I don't know your neighbor's wife, but she seemed like she was doing the bare minimum telling you about that beer. Is it a barley wine? Did it taste like uh, it had been? Yeah, it's like a no, bar- this it's is like a brown or uh, barley. What I remember, like brown. Yeah, um, I haven't had more than a couple in my life, but wow. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can tell it's got a it's got a a particular nose. The barley wines, it's almost it's almost sweet, brown, sugary, mapley. It's very sweet, mm-hmm. mm. but it's so good. See, so well done, Mister Ralph. Well, now as a present, you have to burn. Come this. take the extra bottles off your hands. <laughs> yeah, you should burn this episode onto a CD and then give him a gift. <laughs> oh yeah good stuff good stuff okay uh i had um oh um f- four and a half nice Sorry. i had a boulevard brewing uh craft cocktail in a can fling gin and tonic cucumber lime it was good it was a little sweet for my tastes uh when i when i use uh I actually stopped drinking gin and tonics because the tonic was becoming too sweet for me and it was bothering me. So then I switched to switch to gin and club soda. So this one had that. It was a little like a sweet, almost like a seven up or something. But uh, it was totally fine. I mean, if you can get a six pack of this for the same price as like a beer, then I'd say go ahead and pick it up. Uh, I do think they have way too much shit going on on their can. Uh but hey, that's just me being picky. Seven percent, it was fine. I'll give it a three and a half. A little sweet though. Um, all right, right on. Another one in the books. Let's hope the new in the bag. Let's hope the new producer we hire doesn't fuck this up. Yeah, half in the bag. Should have been the name of the podcast, but there's got to be five hundred podcasts called Half in the Bag. So, three quarters in the bag. All right, Scott. Send us out of here. That was fun. Let's go make some. Uh, let's go make some sports comic books. Yeah. Um, long live the Guardians. <laughs> <laughs>